The Fed Chair Jerome Powell says that two more interest rate hikes in the US are a good guess, whereas a good guess for the Bank of England is around six more interest rate hikes from now to the end of this year to pull inflation down in the UK. So welcome to another episode packed with central bank decisions. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the Fed Chair Jerome Powell didn't say anything we didn't know or anything we wouldn't expect to hear in the first day of his semi-annual testimony before the American lawmakers when he talked yesterday. He actually said that the Federal Reserve will continue hiking the interest rates, but because they are now getting closer to the final destination, it is normal to slow down the pace of these interest rate hikes. He also repeated that two more interest rate hikes in in the US are a good guess and that the US economy will have to suffer a period of tight or tighter credit conditions, a below average growth and obviously hopefully higher unemployment to stop these hikes and to return to lower inflation regime. Now we knew all of that. I personally could have made a speech myself. So the reaction from the financial markets to the Fed Chair Jerome Powell's speech yesterday was as expected and as unsurprising as his testimony itself. The US two-year yield pushed higher and is now preparing to take over the 5% psychological mark anytime in the uh, few coming weeks unless there is an accident Obviously, the U.S. 10-year yield is on its end, not pushing higher as enthusiastically as a two-year yield, as higher short-term yields only mean higher recession odds for the longer term. As such, this divergence, this gap between the U.S. 2 and the 10-year yield is now again at 100 basis points in the inverted side, and that remains alarming for the future, although we mostly got used to this inverted yield curve in the U.S., and it's not going to lead to a general panic across the financial markets. But it's still good to keep in mind that the 2 and 10 year portion of the US yield curve is super, super inverted. That's an issue per se. In equities, the S&P 500 gave back some field after hitting overbought market conditions as a result of a decent, decent rally that we saw over the past couple of weeks. But not all sectors in the S&P 500 suffered yesterday. Technology stocks pulled the index lower, actually. Financials and real estate were down as well. But energy stocks actually led gains as the US crude jumped past the 72 dollar per barrel level on news that the U.S. crude inventories dipped by around 1.2 million barrels last week. That was more than expected. And industrials, materials and utilities were up as well as a sign that a rotation toward the laggers of the S&P 500 could actually be happening rather than a broad base and moody sell-off across the market that actually could have been happening as well due to the rising recession worries, the rising recession odds and the rising gap between the US 2 and 10 year yield curve but it's not happening so that's Good news for now. In the currencies, the US dollar well fell and is now testing the April to date ascending base, not because the Federal Reserve's power sounded more dovish or anything, but because what's happening beyond the US borders these days makes the Fed look more dovish than what it really is. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am obviously talking about the United Kingdom because the Bank of England meets today after another shocker inflation report released yesterday in the UK and the BOE is broadly expected to hike the interest rates by another 25 basis points 
today. Now it's worth remembering that the Bank of England is or was the first major central bank to start hiking the interest rates to fight inflation. It actually proved to be the least efficient bank doing this job, so bringing inflation down, as UK inflation is the worst among the developed nations near almost 9% level today for the headline inflation. So the Bank of England would certainly be the last to finish hiking the interest rates because the Bank of England is expected to hike something like six more times by 25 basis point hikes to reach a peak rate above the 6% mark in the UK by the end of this year or by the beginning of next year. So that means that the Bank of England will be consistently hiking its interest rates by at least 25 basis points at each and every meeting between now and well the end of this year and I'm not trying to sound silly but I still don't see how the United Kingdom will avoid an economic recession in this morose macroeconomic uh, setting and morose and scary uh, monetary policy outlook. Now, Bloomberg agrees as their economy is also expect the UK economy to contract by 0.3% this year and to shrink by 1.4% next year. And that's uh, certainly why the British pound couldn't find an army of buyers after the UK inflation report was released yesterday after an initial attack on the 1.28 resistance cable came back to the pre-economic data levels, pre-inflation data levels and even traded at five session lows. The euro pound made a sharp U-turn as well from a nearly oversold market and jumped above the 0.86 level after the UK's inflation report yesterday. We will see what the Bank of England will say and what it will do today, but there are rising voices out there that we could see the Bank of England hike by 50 basis points at today's meeting, and if not today, in one of the next monetary policy meetings. We all feel for the Bank of England. Nobody would like to be in their shoes right now. Elsewhere, the new leadership team of the Central Bank of Turkey Turkey will also give the first policy verdict of its new mandate today. The Turkish Central Bank is expected to hike its interest rates from 8.5% to 20%. Now, it looks like a big hike, and it is a big hike, but the Turkish Central Bank will have to, one, regain its credibility that has been shattered after having no one else but a puppet at its helm for so, so many months in the past. Two, well, they will have to repeat a similar operation, so another, I don't know, thousand basis point hike in the next few monetary policy meetings to bring the Turkish rates to where they should be in accordance with the economic fundamentals like inflation, for example, and not where the government and its president wants them to be. And three, if all this goes well, get rid of the expensive and ineffective side measures like the FX interventions and FX protected savings accounts or whatever they put in place over the past year that served to keep the Turkish lira kind of afloat while the monetary policy in Turkey was no longer there. So the dollar try is again put to sleep near the 1.23 level after a tentative relaxation of the FX intervention measures at the start of this month, which actually showed the Turks, the Turkish policymakers, how violent the selling pressure on the Turkish lira would be once they get back to a free float 
for an exchange trading model. To me, hiking the interest rates, then regaining credibility, then relaxing FX interventions seems to be the right strategy. It sounds like a plan because if there is any progress on the credibility front, which will actually take zero verbal intervention from the government and from President Erdogan moving forward, well, the sell-off on the Turkish lira could be a bit more contained. But keep in mind that in no case do I expect the sell-off in Turkish lira to stabilize or to reverse without external intervention from the government below 30 to 35 range if left free. Finally, here in Switzerland, the Swiss National Bank will have most probably announced a 25 basis point hike at today's monetary policy meeting, taking the Swiss policy rate to 1.75%. Now, the Swiss also came a long way from minus 0.75% just a bit more than a year ago to 1.75%. The dollar franc sees resistance into the 0.90 psychological level, but most of that price action is now driven by the US dollar appetite and the US dollar is a bit softer across the board these days. Now, there are talks that the pair could ease toward the 0.82-0.83 range as a result of further weakness in the US dollar. But given the sharp fall that we saw in Swiss inflation, which brought inflation in Switzerland very, very close to the 2% policy target, I would be very, very surprised to see the Swiss National Bank let the franc run so strong from the actual levels. So 0.88 level seems to be a floor to franc average for now. So this is all for today. I'm Ipeka Skardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your interesting comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading